0: the bad and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cammy Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have an amazing guest for you today, Jotna Ramachandran. She is our amazing guest, all the way from India. She's a best selling author, book publisher, TEDx speaker, and is an international author success coach who helps coaches, trainers, speakers, and experts to build a super profitable author funnel with the help of their book. She founded Happy Self Publishing to help aspiring authors finally finish their book get it professionally published market it to a bestseller and use that position to grow their business so far it has helped over 400 authors from 35 different countries through her global publishing agency happy self publishing this mom of two kids also loves to dance run plan her next solo trip and is a passionate advocate for educational rights thank you so much for joining us today welcome to the she's invincible podcast so excited to have you here i'm super excited to be here kami thank you so much for
1: having me on the show
0: Oh my gosh. And I know there's a big time difference. You know, We're just getting started here in the US and you're getting ready to wrap up your day. How exciting. But I am just super excited to share you with our listeners today. And I I feel like you're speaking to me in that bio to finally get your book done, right? (laughs) So I'm hoping you kick me in the pants today too. So let's get started. Let's jump in. Could you share with our listeners, how did you get where you
1: are today and what makes you invincible? Sure. So I started my publishing agency about uh, five years ago. Uh, Just a year before that, I heard about this fantastic opportunity of self-publishing your books on Amazon. And I had no publishing background, uh, nor was I great at writing books. I've never written more than, I think, a page during school days. So what really inspired me to venture into this was my newborn kid, okay? So when my daughter was uh, young, uh, I realized that I cannot be doing so many things I was doing before becoming a mom. And I really wanted to uh, have a simpler business model that will let me work from home. So I was looking in all the different directions to find an online business, And I just stumbled upon uh, self-publishing. And after doing that for about a year on my own, experimenting with a lot of books that I published using ghostwriters, I was able to generate royalties through this platform that was good enough for me to stop doing all the other things I was doing. So that's how it all began. But a year later, after I wrote and published my book, Job Escape Plan, people started asking me, hey, how can you help us also to publish our books? I have a story. I have a message. That's when I realized, instead of just putting out ghost-written books that I cannot personally connect with, why can't I just help real authors who really have that drive to put out their message into the world. So that's how happy self-publishing was born. And coming back to your question of what makes me invincible, I think the decision I took of not to become an employee ever again after I quit my job about nine years ago, that makes me invincible. So I have tried multiple businesses. So far, this one has been my most successful one. And I and I look at it growing in the next, uh, you know, A decade or so. And I feel that I'm able to do whatever I'm doing because of that one decision I made that I'm never going to go back to a job. I love that. Oh my gosh. So for all the shout out right to all the entrepreneurs out there
0: listening is that you really do have to make that decision and commit to never go back. To a job right in order to keep on pressing on and that does make you invincible. And I love that. So I have so many questions. um, And I know we were really going to dive into, uh, you know, the whole thing about how can new entrepreneurs use their book as a marketing tool to position themselves as an expert and feed their business funnel. So but before we jump into that, I want to go somewhere else. And that is, let's talk about ghost writing, because I, I've been in the middle of writing a book, and I would love to have a ghost. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and this angel writing, are they the same? Are they different? What are the
1: differences? Yeah, they're very different. Ghostwriting as a term has been there for ages, but angel writing is relatively a new terminology in the publishing business. So the main difference is I have done both, so I can tell you the differences very clearly. When I started out, I just started publishing books that were written by writers whom I had commissioned for a task. I would just give them a topic. They would go do their research. They would probably just Google and get a lot of information, but they will write it in such a way that it comes out as a nice, uh, engaging book. So that they are very good with writing. They may not be the expert, and I'm clearly not the expert in all those subjects, but it's a good way to quickly put out books. And a lot of people use it for writing blogs, for putting books out there, which is what uh, angel, uh, sorry, ghost writing is. But angel writing is very different. This is not uh, for people who just want to publish one book after the other. It's for people who already have an expertise in a given Uh, They are already good at what they're doing. They could be coaches or consultants or entrepreneurs. They have an idea or story, and it's just that they are not able to do uh, the writing on their own, which could be due to a variety of reasons. They are either too busy or they are dyslexic or writing is just not their thing. Uh, So it's good to, find somebody who can take your voice, your message and craft it into a book. So the angel writer is not the expert here. They are not going to do research for you. They're just going to ask you a bunch of questions, just like how you are asking me these amazing questions, Cami. the angel writer would block a series, would do a series of interviews with the author, get all the good information. They can ask a lot of clarifying questions from the point of view of the reader. Uh, record all of these conversations and go back, listen to it and write it on behalf of the author. So that's the primary difference between ghost writing, uh, where the author need not be the expert. Anybody can just write it and, you know, put it under pen names. Whereas angel writing is more personal, where the author's message is getting converted into a book with the help of a writer. That is amazing. So that thank you for
0: clarifying that. And so I guess my next question in this topic would be, do, do the writers actually get credit or they they're ghosts like the one is a ghost writer. So nobody actually knows that they wrote the book. I'm assuming oh. that's what that means, right? <laughs>
1: So it can happen uh, both ways. So we offer angel writing as a service and we have seen authors and usually in our agreement, we mention that we have a non-disclosure agreement. So uh, we will not uh, be talking about your book as uh, even in our marketing, because we don't want the world to know that it was written by somebody else. And most people like that about the whole thing, because uh, though it's their book, it's their knowledge that's getting converted into the book, but they still don't want people to say that, hey, you didn't write it, right? So that's why most people are fine with that. But there are some authors who are so different, they just want to give credit to all the people involved in the project. They tell me, hey, just let me know who was the editor, who was the cover designer, and especially who was the angel writer. And some people go to the extent of mentioning the angel writer's name on the cover. So it'll be the author's name in big bold letters, and then the angel writer's name as with so and so. So that way the angel writer gets that credit. But um, most angel writers don't expect that because in most situations, they are just happy to get paid for their work and they just enjoy the whole process and that's what they want. But some authors just choose to give that credit.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for clarifying that. That is amazing. So let's jump into our topic. So tell us, how can new entrepreneurs use a book to help to to grow their business and to become an expert?
1: Sure. I think as an entrepreneur, if somebody's Uh, providing a product or a service, they are already the expert in whatever they are doing. They may not realize this because there are so many players who are bigger than you in your industry, and we tend to compare ourselves with the uh, celebrities out there, the big influencers, and we we may feel small. But I think at whatever level we are, we are already... Uh, experts compared to the people who are a few steps behind us. So this is the first distinction that um, a, an aspiring author should understand that they are already the expert. Now, if the author is an is an entrepreneur and they want to grow their business, then usually authors start out with putting out content in the form of books, sorry, in the form of blogs, in the form of podcasts, webinars. But I think the ultimate way to cement your positioning is to write a book. Because you might have written Uh, 50 blog posts, but it doesn't get the recognition, the credibility that a book would get you. So it instantly positions uh, an expert, an entrepreneur different from other people in your industry. And I think that's why to get that instant credibility and the visibility, it's important to put out a book. You can continue your other content marketing efforts, have your podcast, have your YouTube channel, all that is good stuff. That's a regular way to promote what you're doing, but it's also important to have that one big thing, which is the book. And a lot of people usually buy a book. A book is not a brochure for your business. So that's one thing a person has to remember. It's not about talking about how great you are and how fantastic your business is. Nobody is interested in all of that. The book should solve a real problem that your reader has. So ideally, for an entrepreneur, the target reader is also their target client. So one has to have clarity about who their target clients are and imagine them reading the book. So I think most entrepreneurs know what are the pain points of their target clients, what are their struggles, what are they, uh, you know, uh, what kind of answers are they looking for, what are their goals, and where do they want to reach? And the book has to be a solution for all of that so that way i think readers would just enjoy the book get all the information and then they would probably look at how how else can i uh, reach out to this author or what else can i learn from this person and then they get introduced to their this whole um, ecosystem that the author has in terms of their business so i think that way a part a, a few uh, it's there's a high probability that a percentage of your readers will get converted to your clients I love that. And that's
0: where the funnel comes in, right? As you say, you know, that process of you- uh, using that book and, and anything else that you're doing, uh, to promote yourself. So let's, let's talk about the the average person out there who is, you know, they walk around the house all day saying, I have a story to tell, right. Or, oh, this, you know, there's so many things going on in the world. And like, we look at it in this crazy, chaotic mystery, like, oh, this, this would be a great book, right? what do, What do you say to those people? Like, they're just holding all that inside.
1: Yeah, I think if you feel that you, sh- you should write a book, you should just go ahead and do it. But most people just keep having that feeling, but they never take action because they don't have a strong enough purpose. You know, one day they wake up and they had a great dream and a story and they just want to uh, put a book together. But writing a book is uh, it doesn't happen in a day's time. Right. You need to put you need to block six months of your life and dedicate it to that project. Uh, Even if you take help from professionals, you have your angel writer, you have people helping you with the whole project, even then the author needs to spend a good amount of time and effort to ensure that the uh, end product is a fantastic book. So a lot of times people, are not serious enough about their wish of becoming an author. So unless it becomes their their priority, I don't think one should, you know, keep having that in their goal list every year and not achieving it. So I think the moment you find your purpose as to how this book is going to help you as well as your readers, I think that will uh, act as the spark, that will act as an ignition tool for the author to really take this seriously and write the book. Otherwise there are, you know, everybody out there who wants to write a book, but everyone doesn't become an author, right? Yeah, and you know what? Like the light bulb just went off right there when you said that because
0: authors don't write books for themselves, they write books to help other people. So you're not really writing your book for you, you're writing it to get your message out there that could help other people. That is so powerful. So, and I have one last question around this, and this is, you know, is this true or not true, right? True or false? I have often heard people say, don't write a book to get rich, right? From a book, like, you know, writing Mm -hmm. a book is not going to make you rich. So can we break that down a little bit? Because I love what you said is that you're using the book to font as a funnel, you know, to, to, to attract your target market. So let's talk about that just a minute
1: absolutely yeah so a lot of times when i get on these consult calls with aspiring authors they ask me uh, can you help me calculate the roi on this project how many books should i sell to get this money back from what i invest and uh you know it just amazes me because people think that the only way to make money from the biz- from the book is by selling the book i think even if your book is on the new york times bestseller and it's selling millions of copies That is still just the tip of the iceberg because if the author properly creates the author funnel, the possibility of making money is so much around the book. So let me just break that down. Usually readers will get to know about the author by reading the book, but If an author is smart, they will give away something for free inside the book so that their readers can become their followers. Otherwise, what happens is you read a great book and then you forget about it, right? Uh, Very few people will go look up for the author's website and start following them. Most people just get busy with the next task. So it's the author's responsibility to collect the reader's information and Amazon won't give you this information. Therefore, it's Authors should give away some free bonus. It could be a checklist, it could be the audiobook version, or just some downloadable PDF that's uh, like a resource guide or something that the readers will benefit from. So that way you collect their information and then you start giving more and more value for free in terms of the other pieces of content that you have on your website and your podcast or YouTube. And then finally, have that big uh, product, service, course membership site or whatever you have, um, like your coaching program or whatever, that can really make your reader take action. Because otherwise the book just inspires them, it tells them what to do, but people who are really committed want to also know how to do it. They need the author's hand-holding to make them actually do it. So I think that's the author funnel. It just starts with the book, but the book is just the front end the, so, so probably you will price your book at 10 or $20, but your coaching could be $10,000. And even if, if hundred people read your book, not everyone is going to become your client. Maybe 20 of them will be your followers. But from that, if even two people become your clients, it's amazing, right? So I think uh, smart authors become rich through the business that they build around the book. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh, thank you for breaking that down. That is brilliant. And I love that. And not too many people are talking about that. So, and I'm one of those people. I buy probably five or six books a week from Amazon. Yes. And I read like crazy. And especially when authors come to me to be a guest on my podcast, I first say, send me your book. I want to read your book. I want to get to know you and know what you're doing. And so, and guess what? I have an entire two bookshelves, like six shelves long that are filled with books that I read one time, put them on the bookshelf. I definitely learned, but I would have loved to had a deeper connection and really followed that author and taken that to a deeper level. So thank you so much. That is so helpful. And, uh, I'll, I'm taking notes. So I know this is recorded, but I'm still taking notes. Oh my gosh. Anything else you want to tell our listeners about, um, that's important about this topic right now that we're talking about?
1: I think uh, during this COVID era that we're living in, a lot of people have started to reflect upon the real meaning of their life. What have they done so far? What's going to be their future like? And people are getting time to really, you know, work on those dream projects that they have been procrastinating all these years. So your book could be one such project because for a lot of people, it's their way of leaving a legacy maybe because a book is going to be read by so many people even after the author is gone. And that way I think it can be uh, like one of the projects that people might want to work right now Because we are still working from home most of the time and um, it's a great way for us to stand out from our, not just uh, in terms of uh, your business, your competitors and all of that, but also, as I said, to really make your mark and talk about your story, because there could be hundreds of books already on that subject. But I think uh, your experience, your life story is unique to you and it will resonate with hundreds of people if not thousands and millions so i think it's our moral responsibility to help others and a great way of doing that is just share our journey and lessons through the through a book Oh, I love that. Yes. And there is, this
0: is such a time of pause, right? That we've had for this past year. And I believe, you know, this is the time people are like decluttering their homes, their minds, their, you know, and what a great way to declutter your brain by finally just dumping all of that out into a book. I love that. Okay. And speaking of, you know, the pandemic and, and how things have, you know, been happening, give us a little glimpse of what our brothers and sisters in India have been dealing with. I mean, we're, I'm in the U.S. I know what's happening here. Of course I traveled, so I know what was going on there,
1: but what, how has this affected all of you in India? Uh, just like rest of the world, Kami, India is also, um, no, no less affected. Uh, the cases are, uh, I think, next or only to the US in terms of the uh, number of people affected. Uh, but the thing is, uh, people have figured out ways to uh, you know, continue uh, their livelihood in some way or the other. I think people like us are the lucky ones because my business was always online. so it did not really take a hit and now more and more people are writing books so that's good for us. but not everybody is so lucky. there are uh, people who have you know who are in construction jobs with daily wages, those are the people who I think were the worst hit. but you know I think, That's the spirit of humanity, right? We somehow figure out ways to survive, and people have found alternate jobs and people have reinvented their businesses. People have quickly learned to work from homes, uh, and uh, people are learning a lot, I think, during this time. Uh, Like my mom, she is not tech savvy, she has never used Zoom, but now she has her yoga lessons on Zoom. I think that way people are investing in themselves a lot this year more than ever, and kids, especially. I have two young children, they are seven and four, and they are so smart and they have completely adapted to their online classes, though I wish they just go back to school soon. But I think people have just figured out their ways to adapt to this new normal. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point, too,
0: about the kids. And uh, so that would be another question is, you know, how as as a mom with young children, how do you juggle that that you've become the teacher and you're still running this beautiful, successful company?
1: Initially it was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, I was literally in tears and you know within the first week of their online classes I couldn't manage all of this because on one hand I would be having client calls and then my daughter will say that uh, she needs help with the homework and then I realized that I need to rework my calendar so that's why I have calls at this time and my whole family is sleeping now it's ideal so we and we have my, my husband and I both he is a, a coach as well and he works from home so we have uh, have created this practice of you know, creating our calendars around our kids' uh, priorities and but also not compromising on what's important to us uh, in other areas of our life. And we share our calendar so that his important, uh, you know, seminar or a client call does not clash with mine so that one of us is always there if the kids need us. So I think it's all about, uh, you know, planning well. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Well, this has
0: been such a great conversation. What a joy. And so let's do this. Let's tell our
1: listeners where they can find you. The best place to find me and all the good things that my team does is at happyselfpublishing.com. That's our website where we uh, teach about uh, all the different processes in writing, publishing, and marketing. And I also have an assessment on my website. That's called the Author Success Scorecard. This is especially useful for people who are thinking about writing and not sure if your book will be successful. So go check out the assessment link on our website and you'll get to know what's your Author Success Score and what else do you need to do to increase that score?
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. And I know more people are going to be encouraged to finally write their book this year after hearing from you today. So we are going to take a turn here on the She's Invincible podcast. We promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs, and we are going to share all the things that they need to know so that they can put in practice right away and make a difference in their business or their life. And you have done that so beautifully here today. But we also promise them that we are gonna let them in behind the scenes. You see, women they tend to compare themselves to all the other successful women and they're always comparing the successful women's strengths to their own weaknesses. Well, that never works. And so we want to give them hope and show them that this beautiful, beautiful successful entrepreneur in front of us today, had to overcome many, many obstacles along the way to success and that you were not the same person when you started the journey, right? You didn't have the confidence or the success or the bio or any of those things, but the journey is what brought you to that place. And so that's what we're going to talk about right now. So we're opening the curtain and we're going to talk about the journey and we're going to start with the good. So could you share a good story with our listeners today
1: about your journey? Well, there, are, there have been so many good moments, but uh, one recent thing that just happened last week uh, that's just so fresh in my mind was the virtual book launch that I attended of one of my clients. She was in uh, in a hurry to launch her book and she would do all the tasks that I tell her so meticulously so that she sticks to her timeline. And she launched it on the 3rd of Jan. And I, uh, when I went to the launch, that, that's when I realized that her husband had passed away in a very tragic accident exactly a year ago and that's why she wanted to give this book as a tribute to her husband's life and inspire all those young uh, you know women out there who've lost some loved one and who are right now going through a very sorrowful phase to just spring back from that uh, you know from that low point and really have a meaning in their life and find their purpose through that Journey that they have been through. So that was the message of her book. Uh, So when I attended it, I was so happy that because she said that if she had not found me, she couldn't have made this happen uh, within such a short span of time. And that made me find more meaning in my work because till then it was just like, you know, I help a lot of people and I just do this as a part of my job. But then I realized it's not, it's helping people beyond just putting a book out there, but it's touching their lives in such a very meaningful way. So that was such a fantastic experience for me.
0: I love that. And I'm sure that that helped heal her in her grieving as well, right? Because just going through the process and exactly. wow. Yeah, that's so amazing. And, you know, I want to ask you a question that brought up a question to me because you said what the date was that she launched her book. Is there such a thing as a good time or better time to launch a book, uh, you know, as a new
1: author? Uh, I think there is nothing like that. It all depends on the amount of effort the author is putting in marketing the book. A lot of people avoid the holidays because people are busy doing other things. But I have seen a lot of successful books come out at, at in in across all the 12 months of the year. So there is nothing like a good time or a bad time. It's just that it requires a lot of uh, planning and having a fantastic launch team to support the launch. That's all it takes. I love that. Well, hats
0: off to you for having such a huge part in, in her dream and, and the healing and the the launching of her book. That's just amazing. So I know, and so do you, right? That, uh, the most successful people have the most obstacles that they have to overcome and yeah so we're like whenever I ask one of our guests like tell us a bad story they're like oh I have a bunch and you know but I love that you know as a successful entrepreneur we know that that's not what we focus on so if someone asks us like tell us one we can always come up with a good one but that is not what brings success but it does bring hope and healing and that's what we want to do right now so could you share with us maybe a bad story that happened along the way.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, I remember something, Kami, that happened uh, right at the beginning when uh, I was just having the plan of starting Happy Self Publishing. So before I started the company in this form, I actually partnered with somebody else because she was the one who gave me the idea to start this business. She said, hey, Jyotsna, you have all these amazing people in your team. Why don't we just put this together? I will bring in the authors. I'll do the marketing and you do the operations. So we both got together and we started the company in a different name. Initially, we ran it for about two months it was all going good and then one fine day in my city there was this horrible flood flooding happening and We had no internet for about a week. Everything got shut down. No access to anybody, no charge on my phone. I couldn't reach out to anybody or just tell them what was happening. And my business partner freaked out because she was not having control over the situation. Clients were paying us and she could not deliver because the team was handled by me. So there was, and because we were just starting the business, we didn't have all these systems and processes in place. So she freaked out and she just shut down the website and a week back when I'm, uh, when finally I got my internet back, I go to our website and I see nothing. And then she says, sorry, but see, I couldn't handle it on my own. Then I said, no problem. I mean, uh, it's all the learning. So that was kind of a bad thing. But there was the silver lining there was that within a week, I decided to do all of this myself on my own and I started happy self-publishing. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. And I can't even imagine that is just, uh, you know, but I mean, Hey, this is what happens right in the world. We don't plan for any of this. Wow. I can't even imagine what you were thinking when you finally got plugged back in and you're like, (laughs) where's our company? Yeah. (laughs) Go on. Like, yeah. Like ghosts, right? You were ghosted. Oh my gosh. Oh I can't even, so I don't even have anything to say about that. I'm like at a loss of words. So let's go on to ugly. We know, you know, there are many, many of our listeners right now that are going through some ugly times. And so we want to encourage them. So would you please share with us one of your stories from your journey that you would consider
1: ugly? Okay. Should it be like really ugly? Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> this this has been a really ugly year for a lot of people. And yeah. so if we're going to help them, we should go. We should do it. We should tell them.
1: Sure, Kami. So one thing that I right now look back and laugh, but at that time it was really very hurting, was again, uh, this was I think just a couple of months after I started Happy Self Publishing on my own. So I just had this website and just I would have probably served three or four clients. I was just starting out. And there was this big publishing company from Canada, which had come to India, and they were doing seminars across the country. And uh, this person had 30 years of experience in the publishing industry. And I really wanted to learn from him. So I bought the tickets and went and attended the program. It was a three-day program. And uh, on the first day, I took a lot of notes. On the second day, I entered the room and uh, the organizers tell me that, hey, uh, we cannot let you in. You need to, uh, you know, walk out of the room. And I asked them why. And they said that we checked out the profiles of all our attendees and we realized that you are competition. For a second, I couldn't believe it because I was just this person who started something two months back. They were in the business for three decades, uh, but they felt threatened by my presence and they asked me to leave. So I actually felt quite bad. And on my way back home, I called my husband and I narrated the story. And he was smiling. He said, Wow, I mean. Maybe you're doing something right. You're heading in the right direction, which is why a big company had to feel threatened by your presence. So that felt really bad that day. But I think soon I realized that maybe I'm just in the right direction. (laughs) I, I I can't even
0: ever, I've been to a
1: million seminars. I can't even
0: imagine being asked to leave. So yes, that had to be so devastating in the
1: moment, but when you do look back, it's it's gotta be like, wow. Right? And you know, what was the fun part? The same <laughs> seminar company, which brought these people uh, a couple of years later partnered with me and you know, for a year we supported them in all of their book publishing processes. So that was amazing. <laughs> Oh, that is
0: a funny story. Oh my gosh. But yeah, but that, that was ugly in the moment. Oh my gosh. Well, look how that turned around. And you know, we always find that in all the bad and the ugly stories that most of our guests will share that that was what took them to the great. And I believe that too, for you, you could have quit that day. You could have been so discouraged. You could have given up on that dream, Mm. but instead you know, last week you got to celebrate with one of your authors and have that greatest moment so far. And isn't that amazing? And so, and that's the whole point right there is that you cannot let things get you down. You know, you have, you know, it's okay to feel the feels, but you've got to somehow pick yourself back up. And so that's what we're all about. And we're so happy to have you here with us to share that today. Thank you,
1: Thank so, you much. so much, Camille. Love this conversation. It made me reflect upon a lot of things in my life. So I'm really grateful to be here. Oh, that's so fabulous. And to our
0: listeners today, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it.